Alright guys, what's up? Welcome to episode, I think we're 27 now, season 2. I am your host, Brian Buecher, and for the first time we have a somewhat permanent co-host, at least for a little bit. Uh, please welcome back, Beatty Arnold. Hello, Brennan. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty well. Um, Wednesday, you know, Wednesday. Who, who cares about Wednesday, right? Hump day, baby. All right. So I was thinking today, we go a, a little MLB, a little NFL, and I think a uh, little NBA. I want to hear your opinion on the draft just as that gets closer. Does that, does that sound fine? Yeah. All right. Let's right, start in the MLB. Game one, I've said this. I think it's going to be Dodgers in four. Oh, that's... I don't think that's right at all. I'm actually going to disagree with you on. Um, okay. But I'll give you I'll give you my reasoning why. So, um, you you notice all sports recently has gone from like the NLCS and the ALCS have had seven game series, right? Oh, uh, that is correct. Yes. And the finals had what six game series? Yep. I think at least the World Series gets a five game series at very minimum. There's not going to be a sweep happening. I don't think that's possible for a sweep to happen just because the MLB saying and correct. I mean, I wouldn't say correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that MLB teams know that they need to, in order to bring in more fans to the MLB, they need to make these series longer. So I'm thinking maybe six or seven. I want the Rays to win in six or seven, however many, but all right. I, I really do think the Dodgers are going to win just because of how unbalanced. They're, they're an all-veteran team. How Yeah, they're how unbalanced almost. that their, like, lineup is, their starting lineup. If you look at the names and the caliber of the guys. Yeah, I've got the starting lineup right here for tonight. Mookie Betts, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Cody Bellinger, A.J. Pollock, Kike Hernandez, and Chris Taylor. Tony Gonsolin on the mound. Is it like one guy that's a rookie? That's Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonsolin, yeah. Um, one rookie. That is a veteran team that is going to get the job done. Exactly. Um, My same problem with uh, the Heat. They're just outmatched by the veterans. Well, whenever you bring in a younger core team – like the Rays, like the Athletic, like the White Sox, or even the 2018 Braves, it, 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 like their odds of winning are just so much lower because that, that manager likely hasn't seen a playoff team with all those guys on it. So, so you got the manager first off that is kind of wondering and also under a bunch of nerves just from the playoffs itself. And then you have the guys that have never gone to the playoffs. So I don't think right, the Rays yeah. win, but yeah. the, I, the Dodgers, I can also see them losing, losing just because of their um, rich history and blowing leads. Oh, yeah. And I, I've said this since the start of the playoffs. If the Dodgers make the World Series, which they did, please make the Dodgers win because there's one other person in this league who, der- who deserves a ring more than Kershaw. That's Trout. 
Kershaw has every great stat in the book. Any good stat you want in a pitcher, Kershaw has it. A career 2-4-3 ERA. So his stats are out of this world. He just doesn't have a ring. And that bothers me. He deserves a ring. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. I think everybody knows that, but um, Kershaw also, you have to realize what people, I think they were saying this on the game, and I'm going to pull it straight from the game, like the beginning of the game yesterday. Um, people say that Kershaw sucks, but what they don't realize is that Kershaw is getting in for um, a lot more innings and eating up a lot more innings than those other pitchers on that Dodgers roster. Um, Dodgers pitching staff this year is also very, very young. Um, so I can see, I can, I can very well easily seeing Dustin May, Walker Bueller, and um, Tony Gonsolin losing their games. But I just think that at the end of the day, the lineup's going to overpower everything for the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the Dodgers, it's weird the fact that their youngest part of their team is their pitching staff. Normally, teams like to have the opposite, work around their pitch, have veterans there. I think it's interesting that the Dodgers kind of went the opposite way, and it's working. Yeah, usually you don't want to start all these rookies at the, uh, at the pitcher spot. Mm-hmm. I'm reading some of this chat because you're live on Instagram. Yep. Rookie card collector, Dodgers by four tonight. Interesting take. Um, I think all these games, I think every single one of these, in my mind, four or five games will be a one or two or three run game. Who's pitching tonight for the race? Blake Snell. So you have a Cy Young pitcher, but also a very streaky, inconsistent pitcher, in my opinion. That's what I was about to say. Um, Blake Snell is really good, but, you know, just yeah, a little, little inconsistent for, uh, for me to be 100% satisfied with him starting immediately. I think at the end of the day, though, he comes out on top just because of Tony Gonsolin pitching. And the, um, mm-hmm. I think Kevin Cash knows exactly what to do against Tony Gonsolin and the younger guys. I think Kevin Cash is a very, very smart manager who knows what to do and how to do it. And I think that'll get him, uh, at least get him in, in these games. Like I said, one, two uh, type, one, two run type games. Also, shout out, uh, rookie card collector. You asked for that. Uh, as for that shout-out, got you. It's got Blake Snell. It's the pitcher. Um, what next? A.B.? Yeah, let's go to A.B. Um, A.B., dude. That's If you haven't heard the news, 25 minutes ago, the Seattle Seahawks said, week eight, his suspension's over. We want him. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to go all Stephen A. here, and I'm going to yell. Absolutely stupid. Stupid move. You saw what he did on his teams. He created mess in the locker room. 
He got along with no one. He created too much drama for the coaches to be like, get him out. Um, you think he's going to have changed his ways in a year? No. He's going to be the same old AB. You, it, I think it's a very risky, but also it could be a very high rewarding um, signing because it, it, he goes back to what we've seen AB can do. Then I'm over here looking stupid. No, but, not even that. It's you got to think about how well can Pete Carroll imp, like implement AB into his teams. Because if you look at the teams that Pete that AB has been on, you got Mike Tomlin from the Steelers, who clearly um, dealt with all of his shenanigans over the years while he was in Pittsburgh. And then you have who? Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Patriots for less than a few games. So it was no time at all. He was with the Patriots. And uh, rookie card collector, just so you know, it's BB Sports Cards here. I'm going to disagree with the fact that you say it's low risk. It is high risk. It's high risk, high reward. He, he said it's low risk. It is 100% high risk. He starts drawing. Well, it's only high risk because he can come into the clubhouse and mess everything up if he – and by messing that up, I mean, you already have a MVP caliber quarterback in Russell Wilson who, in my opinion, will win MVP finally. And Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and then AB, that's way too many mouths to feed for – um, Russell, which I guess can be a good thing, but also a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends. Now, does this mean, I guess we talk a little fantasy here, does this mean Lockett, Metcalf? Does that mean their fantasy value goes I down? I don't he- think that Lockett's fantasy value goes down at all. Lockett will always be Russell Wilson's number one at the end of the day. If they have the most chemistry, I'm going to go out and say it. They have mo- the most chemistry of any quarterback receiver duo in the NFL right now. They know each other. They know how to bounce off each other. They know they know each other very well. That's what I'm saying. Does it do you think AB messes up that mojo that they've got going? No, I don't think he messes up the the Lockett and Russell Wilson mojo, but he in fantasy terms, he will take if he if he does play and get snaps. He will mess up the D, the people who have DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is a guy who strives for the long ball, and I mean, I guess you can say AB is kind of like that guy, but he can also be a slant kind of guy. So if if AB's getting he's, that, he's ball, so big. If AB's getting that long ball, then where, what do you do with DK Metcalf? Right, that's kind of taking DK Metcalf's purposes and disregarding them because what, you know, where have you seen all of DK Metcalf's highlight plays? You know, it's, so I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely interesting. And I don't even know if I exactly agree with it, to be honest. I don't think that anyone is really going to trust AB after we, what we saw, how is the last three seasons, four seasons have been. Yeah, there's no way you can trust them, but there's also a way that you can regain his trust, I guess you can say. Oh, yeah, 100%. There definitely 
our ways if he can show throughout this season. But we have seen players, I'm talking about Josh Gordon here, who were once incredible games that came to the Seahawks and didn't exactly strive because Russ is building a bunch of connections right now with a bunch of other guys. So DK and then, you know, they're third and fourth and Russ is really good about getting in with those guys. So I don't, I don't know. I, I really. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback at the end of the day. I think everybody knows that. Um, yeah, no, no, uh, no surprise there. But I don't think that AB makes much of a difference on this team, though, whether that's positive or negative. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, next thing we can talk about, I guess. What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Tua situation? Um, you well, see first, Tua. First, first, first. You see that, you read it, and then you're like, wow, a great starting quarterback's getting benched for a rookie. Everybody's loving it. He's getting time. He's going to be shooting everybody's investments up. But I think outside of a card perspective, which is just generally what I think, um, Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I just don't think there's any way that you can bench Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. I, I don't – I wouldn't be surprised if Tua came in the first half and then Fitzpatrick came in the second half. Yeah, I'm not sold on Tua. I was never so, – well, he comes in the second half of the National Championship game. All right, let's go back a little bit. He comes in. He does really well. I – I'm still never sold on Tua. He's so injury prone. Do you, you know, can you trust him in the long run? Well, in the long run, I don't know, but I do know that I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Tua, his press conference today was interesting. Did you did you watch that? The I didn't watch the full thing, but I saw like a clip of it where. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick said he got basically like fired or whatever. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. And it doesn't make any sense why he would say that. He didn't get fired. And in his eyes, I think, I, I, I think that in his eyes, he genuinely thinks he got fired. Because you can tell I that Ryan He definitely thinks that uh, two is there to stay. Yeah. I mean, that's what you, that's what you have to think. You don't – like, I don't think you – if you're the starting quarterback that just got benched, I don't think that you're thinking, oh, he's going to get benched in next week because that's still your team, and you don't want to think poorly upon your team ever. Um, but I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick definitely didn't deserve the bench. I think everybody knows that. But um, How, He was playing – shoot me here for saying this. He was playing some of the best football of his career. Yeah. There's no – He's played. He's been a veteran. He's played for so long. It's, he's been playing some of the best football I've seen him. Uh, let's seen let's him look at their schedule. Who they played this year? Bills. They lost by three points. Dolphins. They lost by. Wait. What am I saying? He's on the Dolphins. Jaguars. They won by fifteen. I can't do math. Like eighteen points. Um, mm-hmm. Seahawks. They lost by. 
eight points. Dolphins, they beat the 49ers, who actually did just beat the Rams um, Sunday night football. And then you beat the Jets. Yeah. So I think – I mean, you look at the – they kept it close with the Seahawks. They kept it close with a potential – with a potential Super Bowl winning champion team this year. And uh, the the Rams, I don't think you bench, bench – um, Fitzpatrick this week because he's going into a week um, against the Rams who I think that the Rams and the Dolphins are decently similar teams not in the mm-hmm. manner of who their players are but in the manner of how good they are um, like among skill wise yeah yeah and I think to have a controversy at quarterback mm-hmm. is not something they need right now they're on a pretty good run mm-hmm. Obviously, beating Jaguars, Dolph, Jets, and Niners. I like the run they're on, and I don't think that they need to bench Fitzpatrick. Yeah. they He, two gets put in for one drive, has one pass, which was completed. It was a nice pass. Don't get me wrong. It was a very, very nice pass. But it wasn't to the point where I look at that pass and I say, he's my next guy. Yeah, but um, we can we can conspiracize about why they benched him all we want. But for all we know, um, at practices, Tua's the one that's dotting up every single play and Fitzpatrick just isn't. So I think that's all that needed to yep. be said on Tua. Good luck to him. Right, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll see, but I think the Dolphins may live to regret that choice. That's just my thought. Well, I think that if he loses this week against the Rams by a large margin, he's 100% getting benched. Yeah, it's and it's got to be Tua has got to look at, look at himself in the mirror, whatever he's got to do, and say, this is the most, this is the second most important game I've ever played. First, obviously, being that national championship game. Second most, most important game I've ever played. Why? Because my job right now is on the line with these next with these next four hours of my time. He's got to know every mistake is going to build up. He might bite him. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the draft, the NBA draft. All right, NBA draft. Timberwolves first pick. All right. There's rumors about them thinking about trading. Yeah. Do you think there's any no, chance they do that? No way. Because I sure think there is. Why? Why do you think that? It doesn't matter who they're getting. They're still going to have to give up something in return. There, there's no way they can just give that and they're going to get a veteran, mm-hmm. right? They need that. That team sucks. Let's be honest. That right now. Is the New York Jets of basketball? They can't get anything right. It's just they are just in a mess, and they need to somehow find a way to get out of it. Yeah. So, you know who do you think's going first? Who do you think the who's going to be a piece that could help the Tims? You know. Um, I think Anthony Edwards is going to be their pick. And if it's not Anthony Edwards, I think that you're ta- I think that you have to take 
Lamelo if you're not going to take Edwards. Um, Lamelo. I've heard people who don't like Lamelo, and I'm going to give my reason why I don't like Lamelo. He gets pulled out of UCLA, and let's be honest, his dad has not helped Lonzo. Definitely didn't help Leangelo, and ain't helping his dad for everyone. This is real Stephen A. right here. His dad is the most controlling man mm-hmm. who is, speaks, tries to speak for his sons when his sons are trying to get work done and his dad's just getting in the way. Yeah. It's unreal. The, the I, I, I don't want to say the pain, but what they have to go through. Yes, having the ball last name does help. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. The ball last name helps a lot. It's not even the ball last name. It's, um, I think you can relate to me on this, but a few years ago, I want to say 2017, everybody watched LaMelo drain those threes mm-hmm. when he was in high school, right? Did you watch those yep. videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. That's for people to know of this kid from the younger generations already, I think that you're bringing in so much more revenue because wherever he goes, whether that's Charlotte, which I think is where he's going to end up landing, um, or the T-Wolves, or what's the second? Who has the second pick? Uh, the second pick, Golden State. Yeah, the Warriors. I don't think the Warriors take him at all. I think the Warriors are 100% taking Wiseman if he – yeah, I think I was about to say Wiseman is their guy, and I think it's between. It's between I really believe it's between Edwards and Lamelo going one and three. Right, because Wiseman's locked in. I almost want to side bet money that he's locked in at two. It's just do the do the Timberwolves want you know a a, a point guard mm-hmm. right or a shooting guard? Yeah. Um, now, who I think I'm, – I'm just looking at some of the, the mock drafts and stuff as we're talking. What do you think, where do you think Obi's going to go? Obi – so Obi's one of those guys that really, really, really proved himself. 100%. And this is why I felt bad for Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> the Flyers will never be that good ever again. Yeah, and – Oh, it's, it's going to take a while. It's it's one of the two. And well, at least now they have a guy that they can look at in the NBA, who I think will have much success. Likely going to be a top three from that class. I think Obi goes four or five. Um, I don't think that people can ignore how good he was and how he single handedly basically carried the Flyers to where they were. Um, Yeah, I think there's no question that Obi was the reason. Maybe not all of the team, but he was a solid 75% of that team. Mm -hmm. And if we're being honest, they wouldn't have done Jack without Obi, especially looking, you know, rankings and where they were. I don't even think they would have made the playoffs or the March Madness bracket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, 
And it, it's it's weird because how often does that happen in sports? Where a team like Dayton, you tell me the last time the Dayton Flyers have even been a thought. Tell me the last time that the Dayton Flyers have gotten an NBA draft pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't think anybody knows. It's it, yeah. Obviously, you look at Lamelo. I don't like him. Pulled out again. Going back to mm-hmm. his dad. Pulled out of UCLA to go play in Lithuania. Internationally, you you're younger. You can enter the draft at a younger age. So. I, you saw how good he was at UCLA. He he had so much potential going into UCLA. Yeah. You want to take him out, and yes, he played in Lithuania. Did he play his heart? Did he play like no other man has ever seen in Lithuania? He was incredible. But the competition in Lithuania is nowhere near close with the competition in the end. BA or what UCLA would have been. Yeah, um, but on the other hand, though, you real you gotta. I don't think many people have talked about this, but um, European or international basketball players entering the NBA draft is becoming more and more common by the day and by the minute that we mm-hmm. speak. Um, I think everybody knows Luca. Um, there's there's another top ten pick. I don't know his name. That's like, oh yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't pronounce his name. It's like uh, start with a Fred. It's like Dean Dean Yeah, I don't I don't I forgot his name, but he's I see his I'm seeing him right here. It's Dean I Avajiavai. Sure. Um. Yeah. Um. But I think, obviously, this D&I fella, he does not have what LaMelo has behind him. And what does LaMelo have behind him? He had an actual chance to go to UCLA and shine, be one of their best players, do this, that, that at UCLA, live the American NBA dream, but his dad says you're going to Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Lithuania. Yeah. I, I mean, um, I just think that LaMelo goes one or three, and if he does fall to the Hornets, he's 100% going to be um, drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. Um, yeah, I don't. I think if, they, if Charlotte can somehow come across – Lamelo, just I don't think a lot of people realize that that Charlotte is coming up on a future super team right now. Um, I think Jordan knows what he's doing. Well, he is he and other front. I, I think it's really I if they can get the players and that you know that front office can if perform, they do perform, they're then, gonna they're going to be a Golden State Warrior team. Um, Oh, that's a stretch, though. 
I, I don't know about that, but they're they could be they've got potential. You know, I mean, if you if you, I I do see the potential. I really do. PJ Washington, just I mean, we could start out name, naming their no. It's team. so so. Um, listen, 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 listen. Um, you 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 draft Lamelo Ball or Anthony Edwards. Boom, you already have a top three right. draft pick. Right. Um. Let me look up NBA draft free. I forgot exactly who was a free agent, but I do know that um, the the um, what am I saying? The Hornets had have one of the biggest cap spaces this year, and that's a small team. Yes, yes. So yes. if they can go out and get two, well, one big name at least. And then a guy that they might be thinking is slept on. Then you got to think you're starting PJ Washington, um, Lamelo, or Anthony Edwards, one superstar player, and then a guy that they think has great potential. And then their second round pick, who's also going to be, I think that those second, those early second round picks can arguably become late first rounders. So. Absolutely, they, they definitely do have the potential. And I can even go to the stretch and say that they have decent talent no. right now yeah. on the team. Um, they they've got guys that can that can build and be good, right? You got PJ Washington, Devontae Graham, Scary Terry, Malik Monk, Miles Bridges. Most of those are young guys. Obviously, Scary Terry, older, yeah. a little older than those guys, a little older, but. You know, the those are all most of those guys are up and coming that have the potential. Obviously, PJ Washington was insane at UK. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the um list of guys that are free agents. AD, if you sign AD this year and you sign Gordon Hayward or DeMar DeRozan. Then it's a whole new different team because then you have um, just a all around team of guys that know what they're doing and have experience. So that's, that's I, I've been saying this for a while. That you, you want to talk about AD free agents? The Heat. They need, in my mind, they need one more kind of veteran. To close that team out, yeah, make them good. Look at the veterans and the free agents right mm-hmm. now. I think that AD. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I really don't think that he goes to Miami. But I. I really understand why you're saying that. But I, yeah, I'm not saying AD. But I mean, yeah. the other, just the veterans right now, like you said. The the veterans are well. Well, look at this. I, hold on. The repurposed veteran tier that are free agents, um, just household guys that people have heard of for years. Tristan Thompson, Van Vliet, Marcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, Austin Rivers, Enes Cantor, Hassan Whiteside. If you can, because because those guys have already been proven. Um, 
I don't know why DeMarcus Cousins or IT is on here, but those guys have already proven their self in the league. And I think with basketball, you can tell with LeBron and other guys, I'm not comparing them to LeBron, obviously. Age, right. age isn't as much of a factor as it would be in other sports um, like NFL or MLB, where in the NFL, running backs have first good five years and then they're a little bit worn down. Because they're taking hits every, every yeah. play. Uh, all right, let's kind of end it out. Obviously, hot topic everyone wonders, and with LeBron winning, who is the GOAT? What's what's your uh, to end it out? I like getting everyone's mind on this. Who who is it for you? Um, I think at the end of the day, um, even after that finals, or even before that finals at LeBron, I really want myself to think that it is Michael Jordan, but I don't think that they're. I don't. I don't think that Michael Jordan is the goat. If you look at them, oh, I I don't think that if you look at the numbers, in, no. Well, 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 wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, listen. I don't think if you look at the numbers and the stuff like that, you you genuinely think that MJ was a better player. Now, am I team MJ all day? Yeah, I am. But I don't think that after that ring that LeBron got they're really like it's it's I, I just don't know because with the era of basketball that MJ played and the era of basketball that LeBron is playing in now I don't know what like I don't know what to say because LeBron is you can't deny LeBron's success um and I I don't really like LeBron right as a person but I think that he is just an all-around specimen when it comes to everything that he does in the clubhouse and on the court. So, yeah. Uh, well, Jordan did more yeah. in ten years than LeBron has done in sixteen. Mm-hmm. The only point I will give LeBron is he has taken terrible teams in Cleveland. And I'm talking, you get rid of LeBron, they are the worst. I mean, this is awful talent that he took in the land and took Mm -hmm. him to the finals. I'll give him that. But I think um, the modern-day era of basketball, the – Teams are getting carried a lot more than they were back in um, Jordan's era. Right. You look at the 95 or Bulls, for example. Were they were about Obi Toppin and the Flyers. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's just the, the era. Yeah, the 90, 95 Bulls were – that's the greatest yeah. team in history. I mean, you got Jordan, Pippen. Rodman, Kerr. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had every position filled with a top ten at that position ever. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. I, I like. 
that that also makes you question Jordan's success because he was, he was always surrounded by guys that knew the game of basketball and guys that have been proven in the game of basketball. While you look at the LeBron teams that he's been on, you have the 2018. Is that right? Is that the year they won? I mean, look, I can't remember if it was. Who won, who won last year? The, the Warriors? Oh, that yeah. Was Raptors, Raptors, right? So I think that's 2017. Because then it went, it went Warriors in uh, Cleveland back to back in the first year in Cleveland won. And the second year when Warriors had KD, that was 2018. So 2017, if you look at their roster now of who was on that 2017 Cleveland Cavaliers team, you're going to realize how bad that team was outside of LeBron. Yeah, right, y'all. I'll give you that. So, I, I, I mean. Give, all right. Give LeBron one more ring, and I will say LeBron is the good. If LeBron next wins next year on the Lakers, it will signify without a doubt that he yeah, is hundred um, percent. Because I, I have a feeling that I really believe he, obviously, where LeBron's mm-hmm. going to go. Big question. I have a feeling he might go back to Cleveland. Just kind of end his career out. I, I think that actually the Heat or Cleveland or the Lakers get him. I just don't I don't think that he's gonna want to join a new team on one of his last draw years. Right. I mean, he's been around sixteen. Now, yeah. Um, it's it's just a matter of whether the Heat or the Cavaliers want to bring him back. How how much are they willing to spend on him? That's the thing. The Cavs, right now the Cavs have the number three overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. Or four overall draft pick. Or no, they've got, they've got five, sorry. They've got five. They need a few more pieces, right? They're, they're not looking great. I don't think that they draft a big boom or bust guy with a fifth pick. I think they're going safe 100%. Yeah, and I think if they were to sign LeBron, you go, you try to get him for as least as he'll take. I mean, you you've just got they are on a money crunch. They, you know, they can't. I think they can surround. They've shown that they can surround their mm-hmm. team with only LeBron, but they don't want to get rid yeah. of players, right? So it's it'll be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to this offseason for the NBA. It'll be it'll be 100%. a good one. Well, that's all I've got. I don't know if you got any more topics you I don't I don't really have anything on my mind, but I know here within fifteen minutes anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, oh, I could have talked about that, but it's whatever. Thirty, yep. forty five minutes in. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on again. Good to have now a somewhat you know, a, a somewhat semi around co host. We're trying to do this once a week. And uh, this should be good. So thank you for coming on again. Uh, I'm Brent. Make sure you follow him. Obviously, this is on Instagram, Cincy Sports Cards. Follow the podcast up. Yeah. Uh, at the number nerds underscore podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 
we'll uh, we'll see you in the see next you. one. Peace out, guys.